0: Hey everyone. Welcome to the It's Not Therapy Therapy podcast with me, your host Rachel Tuckman, licensed mental health counselor. Um Just want to introduce myself a little bit, tell you about this podcast. My name is Rachel Tuckman. I'm a therapist in the five towns working with kids, adults, and women with infertility post-hysterectomy. And I called this podcast the It's Not Therapy Therapy Podcast because I want you guys just to remember that I am here to share bits of wisdom, tools for well-being, things for you to reflect on, self-worth, shame, guilt. But this is really just an educational a podcast. I really just want you to use this as a way to introspect and think and um, use this as a springboard for, you know, further growth. And um, remembering that I can't provide therapy for you over a podcast or over Instagram. I can only provide education. So really, this is, I guess, education podcast. Um, So I want you guys to remember that. And if anything I say resonates with you and you feel like you want to explore it more, reach out to a therapist in your area. Um, If I can, I'm happy to give you referrals. But Look to explore that more. Um, So anything I say here, again, I want you to take it within the context of your life and what makes sense for you. And to remember that I can't be speaking to you specifically because I don't know your history. I don't know your story. I'm just talking about just general concepts um, that, you know, apply to mental health in general, but again, it may not be specific for you. So I always want you to kind of be using your, your head and thinking, but enjoy. And I love your feedback. So let me know what you think of my podcast today. Thanks a lot. Today, we are talking about body image, really important topic that has an effect on our daily lives, specifically women and girls. So for our purposes today, I'm really going to focus a lot on women and girls, but this does affect men also. So your husband should definitely be listening to this. Think about this also in terms of your boys. This is not just girls, but again, because the statistics are higher and it seems that body image Is a greater problem and more common problem for women. I will be talking a lot about that, but again, this applies across the board. So what is body image? Let's just start by defining that body image is your perception of your physical self and the thoughts and feelings that result from that. So that mental picture that you have of yourself, your size, your shape, your appearance, when you look in the mirror, what you see and then your attitudes and beliefs about that, your body image is influenced by The individual, by yourself, by environmental factors, your family, your friends, where you live, what kind of people you live around. And it's very much culturally influenced. Um, This mental image that you have, if it's negative, it's the driving force in in eating disorders, anxiety, depression. Body image is really, really key in our mental health. Um, 80% of women are dissatisfied with their bodies, while only 34% of men are reporting they have poor body image. That's a really big discrepancy. 34% is not a low number, but that's a pretty big difference between men and women worrying about um, how they feel about themselves. And some of the concerns that women have over their body image are their facial features, their weight, their body shape, their thighs their butts, like very specific areas, and men report worrying more about their height, their muscle definition, and thinning hair. So we see already the difference also. More women are worried than men about their body image and unhappy with it, and they're worrying about more parts of themselves than men are. So there's that pretty big discrepancy. Um, Poor body image affects our lives, our mental health, our well-being, and some of the areas that we see it affecting us the most are academics, career, relationship satisfaction, and your quality of life overall. So researchers actually gave um, a group of women cognitive tests and, you know, recorded the results. Um, And then after that first series of tests, they showed them images of beauty ideals. So models, movie stars, all sorts of like, you know, airbrushed, beautiful images. And then they gave them a second series of cognitive tests. And they found that the women performed worse on the second form the second set of tests after viewing those images. And then they reported that they felt bad about themselves after looking at those images. So seeing things and comparing ourselves, it has an effect on how we function and how we think. It really like it can impair our ability to concentrate and perform. So this is something to think about for your kids in school. If they're not feeling good about themselves and they feel ugly and they're unhappy with how they look, it will affect their ability to perform in school. Um, so that's really important to think about that. We want to pay attention to helping our kids feel good about themselves, but not just the way they look, understanding that they don't have to feel beautiful every day, but they're capable and they're smart and they're talented and they're kind. We want to shift the focus off that beauty and we want to focus it more on their character traits and their gifts and talents. Um, a 2018 study asked women to find and interact with social media accounts of someone they considered more attractive than themselves, and a control group did the same for family members. The first group reported reduced body image only after five minutes of interacting with those accounts. Five minutes, and they already felt like worse about themselves. And even if their body image was low to begin with, so they like didn't love how they looked anyway. It still went even lower. So they still felt horrible about themselves while the control group saw no change. So that's pretty powerful that just looking at a social media account of people that are beautiful, you know, Fitspo, you know, in fitspiration, finspo and, and models and, um, Hollywood stars or even your friend who maybe is a fashion blogger and is, you know, or someone you don't know, but someone who is, um, relatable to you in the sense that like they, you know, are in your community or whatever it is that can make you feel bad about yourself. That's something to be aware of. Um, and very often we're comparing ourselves, right? We're always comparing ourselves. Now we're comparing ourselves to our friends because of social media and our friends are using filters and they're using Photoshop and they're editing. So they're looking better than us. Right. And you're seeing your friend in her Photoshop picture. And then you turn around and you see your own unfiltered appearance and you start feeling bad about yourself. Whereas it used to be growing up, you know, before we had social media, I sound old here, but all we saw were the images on a magazine or in a movie. And they were very removed from us, these famous Hollywood stars. Like, of course, I'm not like them. We don't, we're just not the same people. So while maybe it made us feel bad a little bit, it wasn't so bad because it was kind of removed. But now when it's everyone you know is looking better than you, it's the girl down the street. It's your friend around the corner. It's, you know, your friend from the gym it's really hard to take a step back and remember that that's also not real. Um, we live in this society that's obsessed with these beauty ideals, and we're constantly being made to feel inadequate. And despite all the progress we've made um, in society, that women can be judges and CEOs and successful entrepreneurs, we still send this message to women that being beautiful and thin is the most important thing that they can be. Um, and that's a really disturbing message that we're just focused on what, what we look like instead of who we are, that that's still the message that's important. Um, we've been receiving these messages since the beginning of time. It hasn't, you know, it's not like this is like a new thing, but it's even more noticeable and, um, aggressive, I would say, I guess now because of social media, you know, we see beautiful is the most important thing a woman can be. And we see what the standard is. But we also know we can never be that standard because it's not real. It's photoshopped. It's it's edited. And even the model that's in that picture doesn't look like that because they stretched her image. They cleared up her acne. They smoothed her hairline to make it perfect. She just doesn't look like that. Um, And I think that what that does to us is, you know, like I said before, it it affects our relationships and our careers and our quality of life because then we don't want to go out. We feel ugly. We don't feel good about ourselves. We're ashamed. We're embarrassed. I don't want to go to that event. I'm going to see everyone that's like so much prettier than me or thinner than me or, you know, better than me. And it's preventing us from living our lives. It's putting us into shame, which is making us want to disappear and and getting into our heads and telling us we're not good enough. Um, And that's really sad when we have so many strong with it women and they're struggling to accept themselves because we live in a culture that's, teaching us to value our physical beauty above all else and to forget all the other amazing qualities that we have. And from the time we're young and our young girls now, especially are seeing this, we're seeing this beauty ideal. We're constantly hearing how to fight wrinkles and fight aging process and banish cellulite and don't gain weight and stay young and get rid of stretch marks and don't age. We're brainwashed into thinking that this specific form of beauty will make us worthy and happy and better than everyone. Um, and then we're spending all this money and time on beauty ideals to look like that person that again, it's just never, it's just not possible for us to look that way because it's not real. Um, and women are 10 times, ta- at 10 times greater risk for developing anorexia and bulimia because again, these things are targeted towards us. Um, women are more likely to get commentary about their physical appearance from friends romantic partners, sometimes complete strangers, right? You're walking on the street and you might, someone might honk or yell something. This is happening to women. Um And there were a little over 1.5 million cosmetic surgeries in the U S and almost 90% of those went to women, which is really crazy that we're the ones that are going into change ourselves under a knife, injecting ourselves. But again, when every magazine cover is talking about how to be more attractive to men and how to get attention and how to be more beautiful and how to fight the aging process and getting attention and being sexy, like then that's what women are doing. They're constantly chasing that. Uh, there was a study done by Harvard researchers in Fiji. It's a South Pacific Island where full bodied women is the, you know, they're the norm and that's considered a sign of psychological and physical health. And in fact, Fijian girls are encouraged to gain weight right? The parents tell them fat is good, it's better. So anorexia and bulimia were basically unheard of there. So shortly before the island started getting American TV shows in 1995, researchers went in and they recorded the low rates of eating disorders in the girls there. There was virtually none. And after just three years of watching American TV, the rates of dieting and body dissatisfaction soared. So 11% of the girls now reported induced vomiting to lose weight. 74% of the girls said they thought they were too fat. And in interviews, they were saying to the researchers, I want to be like that actress. I want to look like them. I want to be their size. So how did that happen? What was that? How did it get so drastically changed? So the same way it affects us and our kids, the more we're exposed to images that celebrate that thin beauty ideal, the more likely we are to be unhappy in our bodies. And there was actually a really fascinating study of the visual effects of media um, comparing body dissatisfaction in women who were blind at birth, women who became blind as adults, and then sighted women. And the study found that the women who were blind their whole lives felt great about their appearance and their body, while the women who had spent a lifetime exposed to visual media felt the worst, which is really intense to think about. When you see this beauty ideal everywhere you turn, you're more likely to buy into it. And you're also more likely to engage in that social comparison. And because the media images you see are unattainable, you're never going to feel good enough. So something that, you know, parents sometimes say to me is, well, I don't have TV and I don't have, my kids don't have social media. So like, they're not going to see this. But again, what your kids don't see in media. They make up for in conversation with their friends, hearing your self-talk and observing your behavior, and in conversations with your friends. So they're listening to what you're saying. You look so good. You lost so much weight. Oh my gosh, you look so skinny at the bar mitzvah. You look amazing. Um, what diet are you on? Oh, I'm on keto now. Oh, no carbs for me. They're listening to you, right? I'm getting lipo when I'm done having kids. I, I, can't- I need Botox. My wrinkles are out of control. They hear that. And then if not from your friends, they're hearing it from their friends because girls are talking this way. My butt's so big. I'm so fat. You're so skinny. It's going on. So if, even if there's not TV in the house and, and there's nothing, you know, that they could be seeing from home or even hearing from home, they're hearing it from their friends. And that's why it's important to have this conversation to talk about, um, these beauty ideals and how that's not the goal and that they are so much more than a body. Um, that their body is not for looking at, it's for doing things, and it's valuable and important. Um, when it comes to young women and beauty, the statistics are really staggering. There was a uh, survey of 200,000 young people in 42 different countries, and it found that just by being a girl, it was a better predictor of whether a young person felt too fat um, than their actual body size. And 50% of women have an overall negative evaluation of their body. Sorry, it's we said 80% of women. Um, and 34% of girls say that they engage in deliberate dietary restraint. So 30% of girls are purposely like restricting themselves and watching what they eat. 28% of these girls say they want their bodies to look like women they see in movies or television, which is also really scary. Right. But again, it could not, it's, maybe it's not just who they're seeing in TV and movies, but maybe it's also comparing themselves to their friends, um, Women spend more time on their beauty than men, right? The average woman spends 55 minutes per day getting ready. That adds up to two full weeks a year. And women are more likely than men to report that they feel rushed or that there's not enough time in the day. And that makes sense, right? Men are clearly have more free time. Um, and some of the studies that they've looked at, some of the studies that they've done have showed that men have 164 more hours per year. That's the equivalent of four paid weeks, four weeks of paid vacation for a full-time employee. They have 164 more hours per year than women of free time. So imagine what you could do with all that time. But you know, women are feeling rushed. We're feeling pressured. We're trying to balance it all. And again, a lot of that time is being spent obsessing about our physical appearance. It's literally stealing our time. And our money women are responsible for 80%, 85% of spending on beauty products. And it's estimated that the cosmetics industry has brought over 80 billion in revenue to the U S the diet industry over 60 billion. And I'll talk a little bit about diet culture. I talk a lot about this on my Instagram page, but poor body image develops at a very young age. Um, statistics have shown that 50% of nine and 10 year old girls feel better about themselves if they're on a diet. Um, even though those only eighteen percent of adolescents are really considered quote unquote overweight. Um, and eighty percent of the girls in this aid group said that they dieted in an attempt to lose weight. And it's been shown that kids as young as six years old have engaged in dieting behavior. So restricting restricting themselves, labeling foods good or bad. Diet culture is really dangerous. It's the system of beliefs that worships thinness and equates a smaller body with health and moral superiority and it emphasizes body size over actual physical health. It's telling you that you need to restrict what kind of foods you eat and how much you eat so you can have that ideal body. You can be thin and small and that will make you healthy and better. Um, exercises so that you can you know, shrink your body, it's not for health. And we live in this weight-obsessed culture, right? But we're seeing that obesity is higher than ever in adults and children. Eating disorders are on the rise. Childhood obesity has doubled over the last decade. Nearly two thirds of adults are overweight or obese and dieting increases your chance of gaining even more weight than you lost, right? This is a fact. So diet culture tells you if it's over, if you're overweight, it's because of this deficit in you and it erodes this, your trust in yourself. Um, you're going to hear a lot about, um, willpower and confidence and obedience when you're on a diet. And if you fail at a diet, it's because of you. You're the failure. You didn't try hard enough, right? Your kids are hearing you talk about that. You're, they're hearing these statements that it's all about willpower and it's about controlling yourself. Um, and five- to eight-year-olds who think moms are unhappy with their bodies are more likely to feel dissatisfied with their own. And that's pretty scary. Five- to eight-year-olds, like, they're supposed to be worrying about, like, climbing, you know, going on slides and climbing in the monkey bars, they're not supposed to be worrying about this. Um, and that's pretty distressing. So something I do want to point out also about beauty, um, that we're constantly commenting on women's beauty is very interesting. Bruce Jenner, he was an Olympian, a very famous Olympian. He made a transition to become a woman. Um, and, he made this transition and then he was on the cover of vanity fair or some magazine and John Stewart, he's the host of a, of the daily show um, actually pointed this out. And I thought it was so interesting. He said, you know, that as soon as that magazine cover came out, Everybody was talking about what she was wearing, right? What, what Caitlyn Jenner is wearing and how her hair is and what her body looks like. And he said, this is a quote. He said, it's really heartening to see that everyone's willing to not only see Caitlyn Jenner as a woman, but to waste no time in treating her like a woman. And he played clips of various journalists assessing her beauty, her body and her fashion, calling her so beautiful it hurts and calling her hot and glamorous and stunning. And he said, you see, Caitlyn, when you were a man, we could talk about your athleticism, your business acumen. But now you're a woman, which means your looks are really the only thing we care about. Caitlyn Jenner, congratulations. Welcome to being a woman in America. And I thought that was so powerful that that's all we were focusing on. We weren't focusing on, you know, the Olympian and all the amazing achievements anymore. We were talking about what's she wearing and look at her shoes and look at her legs. And what does her body look like? Really upsetting. Um, So, we want to stay away from that. We want to get away from talking about bodies. We want to get away from, sh- you know, talking about shrinking our bodies and that means that we're healthy. We want to get away from labeling food good or bad and, and restricting so that we look better. And we want to work more towards acceptance of our bodies and our, and our ourselves. And that doesn't mean we have to love them. We need to accept them and respect them. We need to feed them. We need to care for them with movement and rest. Super important. We don't have to tell women that they have to love their bodies and they have to love what they, what they see because that again, that keeps us in front of the mirror. We have to stand in front of the mirror and start loving ourselves. We don't. You just have to respect yourself and appreciate yourself and understand that you're so much more than body parts. Your body is not for looking at It's for doing things. So you can say things like, I'm more than my appearance. The way I look is just one of the many things that make me me. My worth and lovability do not depend on how I look. I'm worthy for so many other reasons. My appearance is going to change. A million times throughout my lifetime. Sometimes I'll love how I look and sometimes I won't and that's okay. And you don't have to feel attractive at all times to feel happy and be living your best life, right? Looking and feeling attractive are not the gatekeepers to your happiness. So something that you need to think about is that social media can do serious damage for your body image, but it can also be a great source of information and empowerment. If you follow the right accounts, if you follow the accounts that are about health at any size, intuitive eating, body acceptance, even, you know, body positivity, getting onto those accounts, mental health accounts, stay away from those accounts that are making you feel bad and that are pushing diet culture. If you're following an account that they're, you know, on keto or, or this diet or that diet, you, I want you to start being sensitive to that and aware of it and understanding the impact that it's making on you. Unfollow those accounts, mute them or reach out and say, Hey, you know, like you're pushing diet culture and you know, losing weight is not necessarily the key to being healthier or happier. And listen, some people, we don't want to bash people who want to lose weight. That's their own personal preference, but to put it on social media and start making you feel like that's something you need to do. That's something you have to step away from. So follow accounts that are, you know, showing you inspirational people who are doing things in the world, who are changing the world, who are bringing people up, who are not telling them to change how they look to shrink themselves to be better. Talk to your girls and your boys about body image. Talk about what influences how we think about ourselves. Talk about the things that harm our body image. Talk about the dangers of diet culture. Um, take about, talk about how we take care of our health, our physical and mental health and stop dieting. Talk when you hear about it. Um, Remember that your kids are watching, right? And even, I want you to also be aware of orthorexia, right? Orthorexia is diet culture wrapped up in health and wellness. And that's when people are obsessing about, eating a healthy diet. So cutting foods out and, and chemicals, this and organic that and this will give you cancer and this sodium is bad for you. Like that's another form of diet culture. Again, like everything in moderation, you want to teach yourself and your children to trust their bodies and their minds. And you're the role model and the guide for your children in this arena. You've got to teach your children to listen to their bodies and respect their bodies. So you have to be able to do that yourself. You have to create a healthy relationship with yourself and food. And that's the solid armor to protecting against all these negative messages that are out there and giving them the tools. Again, you have to have them yourself. Um, and having the discussion about our culture sending messages to our kids that our power lies in physical beauty, it's a lie, Right. Real power doesn't come from changing your body. It comes from changing the world and being happy and being healthy um, and avoiding those toxic images of, you know, again, of looking a certain way. Um, Something that's important to think about also is that contrary to popular belief, shaming yourself or others for being overweight is not helpful. So people who are considered overweight are less likely to see a doctor, go to the gym, attempt healthful behaviors because they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed to go to the gym where everyone's skinny and they're fat and they can't do the class or they feel like they can't do the class or they're embarrassed to go to the doctor because the doctor is going to tell them that they're too fat. Um, they're embarrassed to see a nutritionist because the nutritionist is going to, you know, ridicule what they're eating and make them feel bad about it. But shame is not an effective motivator. So don't ever use that for yourself. Or, for your child, and important to realize also that very often when you go to the doctor, they use a scale that is not recognized as being accurate anymore, and i'm I'm kind of surprised that the medical world still uses this, but using the BMI is just not a good indicator of your health. The BMI does not take into consideration. Body mass, muscle composition, body composition it doesn 't take into effect into consideration any of those things, so it assumes that everyone who 's five four is going to weigh one hundred and eighteen pounds when that 's just not correct. You can be 5'4 and look totally different from the other person who's 5'4. There's such a giant range of weights that you can be. According to the body, the BMI, my daughter who's eight years old is like grossly undernourished because she's little. And if you look at her, she's totally healthy. So my doctor always says, I just like ignore it. You know, like it's she looks great. She's healthy, active, you know, she's growing beautifully. Um, So we ignore it, but I have a feeling that if it was the other way, you know, that maybe she was high on that BMI index and, you know, we would be talking about, oh, maybe we need to cut out this and cut out that. She's overweight. So I wish doctors would understand that that's not a good indicator of health, um, looking at, at BMI. It's just something that we should ignore, um, to really fix body images, body image issues. We need to redefine beauty in ways that are better for our health and redefine health in ways that have nothing to do with beauty. And you don't want your whole life to be, you know, this obsession with making yourself small. You want to be living your life. You want to take pride in who you are as a person. You don't want to, you know, turn around one day and be like, man, I wasted my whole life trying to be the size that I was never going to be. That's not how I was meant to look. Um, So I think it's important that we kind of take into perspective that, that, size does not indicate, indicate health. A smaller body is not a healthier body. And something that I find so interesting is, um, my husband was actually a live kidney donor, not so long ago. And in order to assess whether or not you are healthy enough to be a kidney donor, you have to come in and do a battery of tests. So you don't just come in and they weigh you and they say, Oh, okay. Yeah. looks like you're healthy. Health cannot be determined from looking at you on the outside. They had to do blood work. They had to do an echocardiogram. They did chest x-rays. They did a analysis They did an angiogram. They did so many different tests on him to look inside of his body to see how it was functioning to determine his health. So it could have been, and there have been people who have been tested and look like him, and they're not it's determined that their body is not healthy enough to donate a kidney. So again, it has nothing to do with how you look. You cannot determine if someone's healthy enough by looking at them on the outside. Health is from the inside. So that's something to remember also. But again, diet culture teaches us, that you can determine a person's health by whether, you know, if their body is bigger or smaller. And that's not the case. So very often when I talk about intuitive eating and diet culture, people say to me, oh, well, you can just look however you want and eat whatever you want. And the answer is no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you cannot decide if a person is healthy based on their body size and that we should be restricting what we eat is creating More eating disorders and more unhealthy relationships with food and it's creating binging and, and the problems that we're trying to run away from. So yes, we're weight obsessed, but we have more obesity than ever. I talked about this earlier. So instead of restricting and creating all these unhealthy patterns with eating, we should embrace what we are born as naturally, which is intuitive eaters. We listen to our bodies. We eat when we're hungry. We stop when we're full, but we also believe in you know, gentle nutrition, right, which is eating foods that are nutritious for us and nourish our bodies. But we also believe in um, having those opportunities to eat foods that are maybe not so nutrient dense that we just enjoy and we eat because it makes us feel good mentally and emotionally. So we're allowed to do that also. And we have to give ourselves permission to do that because the more we restrict, the more our bodies obsess about it and the more we want it. And wouldn't it be amazing if we could just live our lives without constantly thinking about how many calories, how many fat grams, carbs, this, that, right? We're torturing ourselves. Um And I guess really what I want you to think about is, you know, of course you should be doing, you know, if you want to wear makeup, wear makeup. If you want to buy, you know, beautiful clothes, buy beautiful clothes. If you want to work out, work out. Of course, you should be working out anyway, just for your health. Again, not to shrink yourself, but for your health. But if you're putting on makeup and if you're dressing up and if you're doing these things, I want you to think about the intention behind it. Is it be, are you putting makeup on in the morning because you feel like you're too ugly to leave the house without it? That if people saw what you looked like without it, they would be horrified? Are you doing it out of a place of shame and embarrassment and hate? Or are you doing it out of a place of empowerment and joy and you just like how it makes you feel, right? So that's where I want it to come from. Are you doing it because you want to fit in, right? I'm trying to look like someone else or be someone else so that I'll be accepted. Or are you doing it because it's just something you love? That's what I want. Um, and I guess prevention of negative body image, that's kind of what I want to close with. These are some things that we need to do to protect our mental health and our um, our our mental picture of how we look. Um we should definitely reduce media consumption or change what you're looking at. Again, I don't think you have to be off social media completely, but maybe take a look at the accounts you're looking at and notice your thoughts and maybe change them. Um, be gentle with yourself. Again, remembering I'm going to look there, my life, my, my, the way I look is going to change. I'm not always going to love how I look and that's okay, but I have to love myself. I have to respect myself. I have to care about myself and I'm going to feed myself positive messages. Um, And move towards thinking about your body as something that does something instead of something that appears, right? Value yourself, again, for what your body does for you. It gets me from A to B. If you've had children, it, you know, carried your children for you and birthed them. If you've run a marathon, it got you to that finish line, you know, whether you were crawling there or not. Your body does amazing things, and you have to appreciate that. But most importantly is watching your words, watching what you say to yourself. Watching what you say around your friends, watching how you think about food and eating and beauty. And when you're looking at those pictures and images, what are you saying to yourself? What are the messages that you're giving yourself? And if they're demeaning and disrespectful and you would never say that to someone else, ugh, oh, you're so fat. Ugh, oh, your nose is disgusting. Ugh, oh, you're, you're, you know, you're, you have so many roles. If you wouldn't say that to someone else, why are you saying it to yourself? So that's something that I want you to think about. Um, and be aware of and notice those feelings. So I want to close by reminding you that this body image problem that we have is problematic because it stops you from feeling at home in your body. It causes you to see your body as something for other people instead of for yourself. It gets in the way of you performing and Freeing up mental resources for other tasks because you're stuck in front of the mirror. You're feeling so caught up in how you look um, that it's hurting you. It's hard to change the world when you're so busy trying to change your body and your skin and your hair and your clothes. It's difficult to do anything meaningful in life when you're focused on your muffin top or your makeup. So you want to leave the world in better shape than you found it. So it's important then to focus less on the shape of your body and more on the world and how you want to make a difference. Um, And remembering that this impacts your children. They're listening. They're watching. Girls' attitudes toward their bodies come mostly And are influenced the most greatly by their mother's attitudes and by the messages that they're hearing at home. And something I actually, another thing before I close, I want to mention is that, um, when you go to the gym, this is really important. During the year, I had to like, I had to switch gyms because of scheduling and the gym I was at was, it's known for this like awesome workout and amazing and great. And it, and it was, um, but one day in one of the classes as summertime was nearing, we were running on the treadmill. And the instructor started saying, like, go a little faster than you normally do. you got to get that beach body ready. Are you going to want to walk around without your shirt on and have people see your body? And I could not concentrate for the rest of the class. I was so bothered by what she was saying, making us all focus on feeling bad about our bodies, like run faster so that you can look good. And it just drove the point home of all that research I've told you how when we focus on our bodies and we focus on feeling bad about them or thinking about how we don't like them or how we're dissatisfied with them, it's harder for us to think. It's harder for us to perform. And it really impacted the rest of my performance for the rest of that class. And I was so bothered by it. And it was such a contrast from the gym that I was going to before that I'm currently at where it, that's just never mentioned. It's all about being stronger. It's the mental game. It's pushing yourself to show yourself you can do things. It's about being stronger mentally and just being about it's, it's about being stronger, but it's never about looking thinner or, you know, having a beach body. And I found that to be so, um, upsetting, but also, you know, very eye opening that that's just not the message you want to hear at the gym you're at. So if you're at a gym and they're talking about beach body, go up to the instructor and say like, you know, I'm here like to be strong and for my health. I'm not here to, you know, be a, a, a model on the beach, like, you know, walking, running Baywatch style down the, down the, beach. I just want to get strong. So lay off those messages, obviously say it in a nicer way. But um, let's stop focusing so much on how we look. Let's start accepting ourselves. Let's respect ourselves. Let's look at all of the value that we have, that it goes beyond something physical. And let's start conveying that message to our kids, too, boys and girls, that they are so much more than their outside appearance. Um, and that's really a Torah value, a Jewish value, but also just a great value to have in general. Um, it should be a life value, Jewish or not. So I would love to hear your feedback on this podcast. I hope that you learned something and that you enjoyed, and I'm looking forward to talking to you guys again. Have a great night. If you like what you heard here tonight, you can see and hear more of me on my Instagram page at Rachel Tuckman LMHC. I'm also on YouTube. I have some educational videos there. You can look me up again, Rachel Tuckman LMHC. I'm also on Facebook. So I look forward to connecting with you guys and learning and growing more together.